Okay, with the filmmaking team of Soma, uh, played at the Experimental Dance uh, Music Film Festival, Arturo, and we have Claudia, the producer of concept, and then Arturo, who's the director. What I, I can I, is it fair to say that I, this is a, I, I describe this as a trippy film. It's like it kind of like tripped me out a little bit because you got a black hole and then you got some craziness happening in this house. Is that is that is that is that was that is that offensive to say it's trippy or is that what you guys are looking for? I think, I, I mean, think yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Claudia. No, no, go. you go ahead first. Uh, well, I mean, it's definitely dreamlike. It's definitely yeah. a little bit like a dream space and a dreamscape and maybe a little bit nightmarish at times. So uh, trippy in that sense, for sure. So tell me about the like the idea about about this this film and basically because there's a lot of moving parts. It's not an easy film to to create an emotional story uh, with. So tell me about the concept. When, like when did you come out? Kind of come up with this idea for this film? Yeah. So the the concept comes from a, a research question that we had been exploring. So myself, in collaboration with Quam Collective, the, Claudia is one of the co-founders of Quam Collective, and they are a sort of group of uh, dance artists. Um, around uh, the, uh, the so we started to sort of share some ideas around the question of what is a body. So trying to understand how we could sort of conceive of the body and think of the body um, through the medium of filmmaking and and movement and dance. Um, and uh, we soon realized that it's like one of those impossible questions to answer. Uh, and therefore, we thought that maybe the ways in which humans often try to grasp the ungraspable is through the, through the construction of myths uh, or even through the construction of our own dreams. Our own dreams uh, could also be seen as ways of trying to uh, render uh, approachable something that that escapes uh, our abilities to, to understand. Mm -hmm. So we constructed this, what we see as a sort of myth on the uh, genesis, on the origin uh, of the human body. Uh, that was the that was what guided our sort of narrative structure. And then from there, we, we tried to play a little bit with uh, different uh, movement vocabularies and also different genres, uh, film genres. So So we try to use aspects of video art, others of uh, more sort of fiction. Claudia mentioned the nightmarish dimension. There is something a bit horror-like, a sort of horror film. Um, yes, we tried to play with these elements, but um, the driving question was, uh, what is a body? What can a body do? And did you come up with the answer to that question? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Um, we we don't have a good a good a good answer, but uh, you know it's I guess when when you're dealing with such questions, it's more about trying to get the audience in 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 the process of questioning, sure. right? To yeah. sort of offer offer a way of of uh, traversing the question. Yeah. Gotcha. So, like, what is a body from a from a physical standpoint, emotional, spiritual? Like, like, what is like, what is who are we as humans? I guess is that is that is that what you're kind of trying to find some sort of answer to or some sort of like meaning i guess of like of like what 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 it's all about yeah i mean in a way the project was about kind of you know conflating all of these different dimensions uh, so like the, the the physical the flesh the substance yeah. of the body with the idea of the screen you know like putting it into a two dimensional format um 
and also the the function of language and all of that so there is a little bit of spoken word but we you know we we translated our our creative uh, ideas into also a script that has a kind of order and a sequence and a kind of structure to it so I think all these kind of elements and and spirituality I, I guess is in that too um, so I think the the idea was to conflate all these different dimensions of um, uh, yeah when asking this question so this is a qualm collective so you guys are all you're all you guys are all part of this organizations where you make projects and you and you do like when did that when did qualm collective uh, form well, I mean, the very the very beginning was uh, almost, was kind of ten years ago. I mean, it started from a kind of collaboration between um, a friend of mine and myself uh, during or just after university, really. And then it kind of you know there were smaller projects, and then it grew over time and new collaborators and introducing different people. But we we continue to work sort of project based. So on different projects, we work with different people, and then there is a kind of core team that always remains the same. Um, but yeah, it's been around for a while, but uh, we we shifted how we worked during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I think this project was kind of central to 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 that moment. So that was in uh, 2020, 2021. That's when we started the research for this film as well. So, so it's a visual, you kind of gave it a visual experience. And this, your film, this, this particular film we're talking about, it's, 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 it's got a timeless feel to it, meaning that People can watch your, this film 50 years from now, 100 years from now. It's got that kind of like that. And it's like and it shows your body of work in that one project. So I don't know. I'm sure you're, you're you're smart people. I'm sure you're aware of that, like how you just you kind of made a capsule of your talents in this film. Just a statement. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. No, that's very, that's uh, very yeah. generous uh, rendering. Um, yeah, I never I, I never really. I think that the seamlessness is is an interesting thing. I, I guess the yeah the question of of, of time maybe was in the background, and um, there is this kind of almost loop that yeah. you know starts in this black space and ends in this black space, and um, yes, there is that that uh, yes yeah, sense that maybe it is something that repeats over and over again as well. That maybe they mentioned that uh, yeah yeah maybe it was at, at work. Because you start with the macro, like where you show us this this black hole, which we're all, I guess we're all part of this universe. And then so it's kind of like, okay, we're like, and then then you go into this house, which is the micro, I guess. And like, this is my interpretation. And basically it's like this, like, and how, how like insignificant we are. You're, you tell us how insignificant we are with your opening image, right? Like, because <laughs> it's so vast. And then we go into this world that you create with these people and then, and then it's still, it's very still and like kind of calm. And then when the dance really starts, it's like so intense and you're moving the camera around and it's like, it's like you're, you're giving us like stop and start, stop and start. You're giving us like polarizing emotions, polarizing feelings with your film. Was that like a conscious thing on your part to, to do that? Loud, yeah. I think I think that definitely the relationship between the micro and the macro yeah. is like uh, like we're really interested I think in that like how you know the kind of bigger picture is captured yeah. within the very very small detailed or within the very very small um, perspective and you know you say oh well you feel insignificant but then it's like a very interesting dialectic relationship between the two you know what is captures with captured within the other and and how they're never and how they're never in a kind of 
um, order. Well, not in a chronological order anyway. And that that relates maybe back to your point of time. So it's like um, looking at that relationship between the the micro and the macro, or let's say the the social and the the subjective. Um, in this conflation of of non linearity, and yeah. that, that that's that's rep that's represented in the the, the time that's re represented in in the visual aspect of it, um, and uh, yeah, definitely important conceptually to 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 us. I think, um, yeah. I'm a big fan, a big 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 fan of this film. It's like it's got rewatchability. You want to watch it. You want to watch it a few times because you pick up different things every time you watch it. How did you do, let's talk about the making of the film. How did you do the black hole? How did you do the beginning? How was that created? Yeah, so we were in a, in a black studio. So it was like a blackout studio. And, uh, and uh, you know, we, we had quite a nice sort of um, lighting team, uh, rigging team. And then that allowed us to get a sort of template of these bodies, uh, um, basically in the, there are two scenes in the in the in the black studio one is this kind of organism right that that kind of moves and that was composited in, in post-production but it's a very simple it's a very simple composition it's not it's not a, a visual effects maverick trick most of it was achieved on camera really it was like a, a sort of mirroring effect and that's it and, and same goes for the final uh, statue um, it was all stuff that was, uh, you know, uh, created for the camera. And then in the post-production, it was more about sort of um, making sure that the, the, the black of the background was very black and, and sort of um, adding some tracking. So creating a bit of, of this sense of movement from this total darkness to uh, to the sort of uh, foreground of the screen. Um, but also just to go back and something that came to my mind to the previous point about you know intentionality when one makes something there is maybe some intentionality but you only really make sense of what you may of what you have done afterwards and yeah. when people tell you about it then everything seems to make sense like you you gave us <laughs> and and it was really also interesting with the with the audience feedback really that you realize what you've done yeah really only after you've done it and 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 it's always a reasoning backwards of why have i done this why have i dealt with this so so i i personally think that this kind of uh idea of the you know whatever the creator the artist that that kind of has this idea this very intentional idea is a bit of a myth uh talking of myths and that actually what you have is a sense of something and then you play and then backwards you kind of make sense of it. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Oh, but also too it's the audience's film right when you're done exactly yeah like you're you're especially a film like this, like you're gonna get a hundred different views from a hundred different people because they're coming in. Well, you're I'm watching your film from my my the life I've lived so far, my perspective, right? And my ideology. Yeah. So I'm gonna pick up whatever I and that's what that's what that's when you know when you got something special is when is when you got a hundred different opinions from a hundred different points of view, right? So from a hundred different people. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So tell me about the house. The house is almost like it's its own its own little character. Where did you guys find this house to shoot in? Yeah, that was uh, that was a big journey. Um, yeah, I mean, we uh, 
we had a few different ideas. I mean, originally, originally we were going to shoot this film in Greece uh, in a, because our DOP uh, is from, from Greece and we had a kind of location there that looked really cool. And then that didn't really um, work out. But yeah, so we're, we're, we were based in London and we, we looked at different places. And in the end, um, we found this through a kind of agency that, you know, um, um, uh, manages different locations and but it was interesting because we had seen a few and we came into that house and we immediately kind of knew that it was the right place because it was this balance between feeling really empty and left and kind of like you know um just yeah emptied out but at the same time you you felt that it was sort of alive like things yeah. were kind of like still in place and quite visually quite um characteristic in a, in a way um, and uh, despite all the challenges that it wasn't something we couldn't actually afford within the budget we kind of were like okay no we're, we're going to make it happen and then we just like went went for it um, but yeah so we because the house is is a really important character in the script in itself like the kind of container of, of everything that happens especially because it contrasts these other scenes that you know the black space and and also the yeah. beach so we we knew that the house needed to be um right somehow for us um so yeah we found it that way but we were really happy i think so the like so it's one of those houses where you like you walk in and you and it's like it makes a sound right on the floor because <laughs> it's all you know what i mean like it's like no matter where you are everybody if you're in the house everybody knows where everybody is so I'm assuming yeah. when you're dancing, especially in that one room when it's been some very intense dance, that that must have been, it's a very small room too. That must have been a very difficult thing to pull off like cinematically, like with the dancers and they're, I don't even, they're in bare feet too, right? They're dancing in bare feet. And so tell us about that mm -hmm. kind of like, like doing the choreography in a house like that. Yeah, I mean, from the choreographic point of view, that was one of the things because we, we thought, yeah, but this is really far too small. Like, it's really much smaller than what we had in mind. And, yeah. you know, when we, especially when we developed the choreography, we wanted it to be very expansive. And like, at least when it goes towards this kind of uh, climax, um, that's how we were rehearsing and how we were developing the movement. So uh, then coming into this very restricted space, because it was very tiny, especially yeah. once all the equipment and the crew was inside, that the space to dance was very small and yet we wanted this very expansive kind of um quality so that was super tricky and i don't know why we wanted it so much because we really wanted it a lot this house even though it was so much smaller than other spaces we had seen um so i don't have a good answer but it brought like because i was also performing in it it brought something to it because it made it very very difficult and very um like you could feel the restriction and there was something within the choreographic uh, aspect which had that quality so while you were expanding there was always something pushing back or cutting through and the house kind of functioned uh, as, a, as a way of doing that but we didn't really want that yeah we wanted something bigger but, but yeah but it works for the, it works for like the, the your thematic of your film though I guess right too right I'm assuming when you're doing the dance that the, the house is shaking because it's like it's such an intense dance, right? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, it's true. Yeah, the, 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 this kind of wooden floors and yeah, uh, it's a typical kind of London, uh, probably Victorian building. So all made of wood and and very shaky. And also, we were blasting music at full full volume. So we had to then recreate a lot of the sounds in post production. But we had recorded some some muted scenes of the dance. So the dancers had the. Uh, the music playing in their in earphones okay. 
and we just recorded for the sound person to to capture some of the sounds and then being able to partly recreate uh, them in in post production um and uh, and then in terms of the i think the the dp did a great job um and he, he, he did tell us you know in a way you you could use the house this kind of claustrophobia of the house it could be could be used um so having very wide lenses for example yeah. uh, was one of the the stylistic choices so so um you you have to then play a little bit with the um, with the space but you know we were cornered really I and mean, sometimes the dp was literally cornered with lights around, like this with this big film camera and yeah stuff, so and he's got he's there's camera movement too right so you're kind of moving the camera as well yes so, yeah yeah, yeah. So, i mean we we're shooting with a 60 millimeter camera so it was big but not huge you're shooting so, at one on 16 millimeter yeah 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 so the, the house stuff is shot in 16 mil yeah yeah so so it was huge but the camera is there, there are still these kind of cameras that were, you know, initially designed for documentary filmmaking. So you could have handheld with an easy wig yeah. and, and still move. Because they're not making new cameras for 16 millimeter, right? So no, it was yeah. I think it was 19. <laughs> the camera is like yeah, in the 80s or well, yeah, I'm like, I'm from the 80s and 90s. So I used, we used to shoot on 16 millimeter. So this is way yeah. before time. That's amazing that you're shooting on that. So you guys, you guys like like shot it with like film stock and you, you went and processed it all that you, you went through the whole then you kind yeah, of it's yeah it's amazing the whole you don't know what you got uh sort of thing yeah yeah, yeah. old style yeah. filmmaking right that's like 20 years ago filmmaking like yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. we went retro why did you choose 16 millimeter it was something that initially the dp really um pushed for and uh i was very scared as the sort of as the director because of precisely not being able to to see the the footage back straight away and i mean we had the monitor but you couldn't sort of play back yeah um but then he convinced us both because of the aesthetics and also because the 60 millimeter as for example even as opposed to sort of 35 really has this very strong grain and it's kind of almost the body of the film, right? I mean, a film as a as a as a material, yeah, uh, as a material um, medium. Um, whereas, for example, the black the black studio, we shot it on on digital, so gotcha. it's a mix. So there was also this this nice idea of like something more virtual, something more digital, clean, and this kind of more rough, uh, grainy um, texture. Yeah. Uh, in the house yeah it brings to my contrast kind of like theme that you guys yeah. film right so yeah yeah that's that's amazing that you did that that's like because it, it's not cheap either right so i'm sure there's not many labs left to, to who process 16 millimeter film right yeah yeah it, it was an investment yeah yeah <laughs> so tell me about because i know claudia you're one of the dancers tell me about like where is this this the the dancers are you is a part of your collective like where did you find all your dancers yeah exactly um so like i said earlier we work sort of on project basis with different collaborators and performers and uh yeah one of the performers we had worked with recently um in in, a, in another project and um and the other two we also knew through other sort of connections and previous projects so two of us um two of the performers are part of the collective uh, and then three of them were collaborators that came on for that specific project and uh yeah so it kind of um changes with with every project what, what we're doing but yeah. so the, 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 the configuration is that the Claudia Whitman and Esme Benjamin, they are dancing, 
but also the co-choreographers and co-founders of, uh, you know, and they're running Quan Collective together with Anna Mireles, who was the movement director, and she was kind of on the other side of the camera. So, so you had basically two people from the from the team, let's say, on one side of the camera, and two people on the other side of the camera. So, um, and also yeah. because you can't see the film back, uh, it was quite crazy because you know, for for Claudia and Esme who were performing, they wouldn't be able to then watch back the footage. Yeah, they had to wait basically a week. So they had to trust Anna and myself to you know to uh, to be faithful to the to the concept and at the same time you know it was helpful because they it didn't distract them they couldn't see themselves back they couldn't you know yeah. they had to go whatever was that was happening at that moment i also want to point out that at the beginning of your film it's very it's like that you're using candlelight i'm sure you're using a floodlight in the back but basically you're using candlelight and it's 60 millimeters very finicky where like you have to get the f-stop perfectly and no. not well the focus is a whole other issue as well but it's like so you're it's like you're you're trusting that the that this this is gonna this is gonna work in and when you get the footage right because it's not it's not an easy yeah. like lighting style that they, that especially in the beginning that you guys created like very yeah. you know intentional shadows intentional lightings on the faces and stuff like that like you guys really uh you guys you guys really made it hard on yourselves to make a make this film <laughs> yeah, yeah, the film was a lot about the suffering. So, you know, we 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 went with all this like tension and not knowing how, how it's gonna go. And in fact, we lost one of the kind of crucial scenes. And that meant we restructured quite a lot uh in, in no. how we edited the work afterwards. So, you know, that, that was part loss was kind of part of the process. Was uh, it like too dark? Like the scene was too dark or no, no, it was the one of the lenses we had. It was a very old lens uh, from from uh, East Germany from the eighties. It was a super wide, and basically day one it was working fine. But what happened on day two is that this lens do doesn't have a focus ring, so it's supposed to constantly be in focus. There is yeah. focus to infinity, but the second day it was out of focus. So so the lens was uh, I mean the mechanism in the lens uh, stopped working. We then told to the you know rental home house that the lens had. At failed us. Uh, that meant that one whole scene, as Claudia was saying, uh, was was not in focus. Well, one shot was not in focus, but it was quite an important shot because also with film, you don't have so many coverage. You know, the shots yeah. you get, they're the ones. Uh, but it was also very much needed. And I think it was in hindsight a good thing that we had this loss and we changed things around. And actually, I think it's a neater film. Gotcha. And sometimes, yeah, happy accidents, right? But I'm going to write was, that yeah, it was. I'm going to write that down. East German lens from uh, the 1980s, don't use, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like the communist <laughs> lens of the 80s. At your own risk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's, a, so, but also I want to point out the performers that you guys also are dancing, but you also have to act too, right? There's, there's like distinctive acting choices that you're making, especially in the beginning of the film. So not only you have to be exceptional dancers, you also have to be good performers as well. So, yeah. And everybody was everybody was exceptional. Thank you. We'll pass the feedback on. <laughs> so, uh, one last point. I just want to bring up post production. So, um, the sound design is fantastic, and the music. So, did you guys already decide on the music before you started shooting? Yeah. So, and Andrea Boccadoro, who's the composer, had pre-composed some of the music because we needed the right beat and the and the right uh, sort of. Uh, texture and the atmosphere for the dance to be choreographed. Um, and then he sort of 
polished it and and developed it uh, once we had the the final edit. Um, so I could edit because I, I did also the editing. I could edit already on on with that music to get the first draft out, um, and uh, and then uh, the the sound design was also uh, done done uh, actually in Serbia um, and in uh, Netherlands. So um, big shout out for them because they also did a great uh, great job. Um, at sort of um, so Yakov and Nicola really. Uh, I think brought the, the the film to a different level and actually the composer when he saw the final sound design finished with the music and they incorporated sound design and music and stuff he asked me whether I had changed the edit because it suddenly felt a better edit and the edit had not changed uh, so that was quite interesting to see someone who had watched the film so many times because the yeah. composer obviously watched it I don't know hundreds of times really see something different once the sound design had been added to it as well. Yeah, well, it's a very good sound design. It's like, it's very professional and like, it's a very subtle. Like you can even just turn off the, the video and basically yeah. listen to your, listen to the music and the sound design. It's exceptional. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm, what do you guys, are you guys working on another film now? Like what's next for both of you? Uh, yeah, we are. I mean, with Crime Collective, we're actually developing some of the ideas from this film into a live uh, version. Uh, but also we're planning another collaboration with a new film, uh, hopefully next year um, with uh, Arturo. And um, yeah, but that that will probably not be a dance film that that will maybe go. Well, that will be a fiction. Um, but yeah. Well, well, congratulations. I see. I love, I love what you guys are doing with your collective and I uh, wish you all the best of luck. And I know it takes money and time and, and, and a lot of moving parts. Like you said, you have like you're from your composer, your sound designer, your DP. And you're obviously your 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 choreographer and your dance movement person, and obviously the actors. I'm just this just to this touching on it. it's like a lot of, uh, and then you guys decided to shoot on 16 millimeter too. So, like I said, it's it's an it's a really classic film, and it's like it, it's a really good from my perspective, from a business perspective, it's a really good like proof of concept of who you got, what your collective is all about, and it's like. It shows you, I'm assuming it shows you guys like in a nutshell, people can just watch this film and say, what's this, what's Clown Collective? And then they can just watch this film and they'll understand right away. So I don't know if that was your agenda or not, but I, from my perspective, that's what I see. Wow, that's great. That's great news. Yeah, yeah. And thank you so much for this festival, this opportunity. Um, it's been really great. And this is really important, you know, this uh, kind of opportunities for independent filmmakers. So uh, yeah, thank you very much. So don't be yeah. a stranger and I'm looking forward to seeing your next film, no matter what it is. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you.